At night they would go walking till the breaking of the day. The morning is for sleeping. Through the dark streets they go searching to see God in their own way. Save the night time for your weeping. Hi there, welcome to episode number six of the Naked Faith Podcast. Hey, this is Monty, and today uh, in the studio we're going to be talking about how do you work through and walk through the dark places and spaces of life. They're inevitable, they're coming, so how do we work through them? If you've been watching the news, you probably know this last week Seattle Pacific University entered a pretty dark place when a gunman entered one of the buildings and began shooting, wounding wounding some, and uh, left one incredible young man, uh, Paul Lee, dead in a family mourning. Today, uh, uh, staff, faculty, and students are working through the pieces, and they're working through the dark valley that they find themselves in today. And I got to tell you, it came close to home for me because uh, both of my kids attend there, and my wife is in the doctoral program there. So it can come from anywhere at any time and hit you in any place. Now, as a community begins to work through the healing process, I uh, began thinking about how, how do we be, walk through a really dark place and a really dark space? You know, Psalm 23 is probably one of the most famous portions of the Bible throughout the world. Uh, in the beginning, in Psalm 23, verse 4, David says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, the bottom line is we go through valleys, and I think some of the valleys that we experience, God utilizes to forge us and to form us, to help us become the men and women that he created us to be. I really don't think that you can become a person of depth or deeper character unless you have walked through some dark valleys in your life. And there's a lot of dark valleys mentioned in, in the Bible. In, uh, in Obviously, in Psalm 23, 4, we just talk about this valley of this deep darkness. There's another valley in the book of Hosea, uh, chapter 2, verse 15, and there it's called the Valley of Trouble. Uh, Psalm 84 talks about the valley of weeping, and even in Joshua chapter 7, verse 26, we read about the valley of calamity. There are valleys and tragedies and discouragements and, and depressing situations all throughout life. So let's take a moment and breathe a bit. Let's talk about, you know, so how do you work through them? I think there are a couple things, just as we get going, that we need to, uh, I think that we need to keep in mind you know, as we work through them. And, and the first is they're coming. Uh, you never really know when they're coming, but we do know that we're that they're coming, right? I'm betting uh, if you're not in a valley right now, you've probably been in one recently, or maybe you're just about to go into one. 
but they happen throughout life. Oftentimes they, they happen in succession. You know, have you ever hit that? It seems like things just happen in threes in life. Three bad things happen, three good things happen. But valleys uh, happen in just that way. And the reality is, after any mountaintop experience, as, unless you stop, the only thing that comes next is a valley because you have to go back down the mountain. I, I even wonder about... Uh, you know, Peter, Peter, James, and John, Jesus goes up on the Mount of Transfiguration. He's transfigured before them, and they have this incredible experience. And uh, Elijah and Moses show up, and the Father's voice speaks, saying, this is my son. Listen, you know, listen to him. And, you know, Peter's so overwhelmed. He's like, let's build tents and just stay here. You know, when we hit those God moments, uh, those nirvana moments, just those perfect God intersections in life, we never want to leave them. But we have to. And as we leave, we have to go down the mountain. And oftentimes at the bottom of that mountain is, is a valley. You know, I think it's John 16, Jesus said, you know, in this world, you will have trouble. But fear not, I have overcome the world. In other words, he says, if you would attach yourself to me, I'm the one who's overcome it. So if you've attached to me, I'm going to get you through that dark valley. So and he's also saying there, it's really not a matter of, you know, if you'll, you'll hit a valley. It's really just a matter of, of when. And don't, don't they come at just like the, the worst time? You know, the flat tires come at the worst time. Those phone calls in the middle of the night, they always come at the, the worst time possible. The dark places and spaces come in such a way you can't schedule them. You can't ask them to only come between Tuesday at noon and four. They're just really unpredictable in a moment. An incredible day can be dark. All it takes is one phone call where they say, hey, this is Dr. Smith, and I need to talk to you about your test results. Or maybe it's a note that your spouse left you and it said, you know, I, I don't love you anymore. Maybe it's a, a, a prodigal kid of yours that just took off. Maybe you walked into work one day and with sad faces, your your, your boss said, hey, we're we're shifting the way we're doing things here, and I'm sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. But, you know, sometimes it just comes so quickly, and it just comes out of nowhere. Uh, they're going to happen. You can't really prepare for them, and you know it. They happen to everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian. It doesn't matter whether you're a guy or a girl. The dark valleys happen to all of us. They show no partiality, right? They come for all of us. In, in Matthew 5.45, Jesus put it this way. He said, it rains on the just and the unjust too. Now, sometimes when we hit the valley, if you notice, we, uh, we tend to go, ah, why me? What did I do? And so we start really getting in this mental mess. And, you know, you know, God, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? You may have done absolutely nothing wrong. We live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world since Genesis chapter 3. That's why we have dark valleys. And you know, it really wasn't God's intent or God's plan for the dark valleys. He wanted paradise. He wanted you to live in Eden. But in chapter 3, the story went south. And God has been upstream ever since, trying to create a place so that we can exit the dark valleys of life. And when Jesus comes back again, we will for sure experience that. But, you know, also when we say, you know, you know, why me? Uh, that kind of alludes to the thought that we 
think that, well, because of who I am, I, I should be able to avoid, you know, the dark places of life. But uh, just remember, on this side of heaven, things aren't perfect, and they come for all of us. Disasters, tragedies, you know, typhoons, airplane hijackings, all of those things happen. We also need to remember, though, that, you know, they don't last forever. Uh, it's not a place that you, you end up that dark valley uh, that you walk through. Uh, at some point, there's a transition point where you can begin to see the light again, you know, the valley of the shadow of death, the very the real place in Israel that David would have walked his sheep through, which is where the words came from. You know, when he would have walked his sheep in, while it was so dark going into that halfway point, there there came a point when that 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 little point of light would begin appearing and he would start moving towards it. So no matter what you're in, you know, take some hope and some encouragement from that. No matter what you're in, it's not gonna stay the same. It's going to begin to turn. It's like that same tunnel David walked into. You go into the tunnel and while it's dark, eventually though, it's going to start turning light and you're going to see your way out of it. They just, they, they don't just stay forever. They move. First Peter 1 6, he says, there, Peter says, there is wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down here. You know, he says, you know, sometimes, yeah, we hit hard times. It's not easy, but hang Hang on, there's 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 joy ahead. You know, there is a, an eternity with God. God wants to bring about heaven here on earth. He wants to give you a sense of his presence right in the midst of the storm, right in the midst of that dark valley. And he wants you to tenaciously hang on to him because if you're anchored to Christ, any darkness that you're in can, can change. So, you know, while our troubles here are short-lived and there is this, uh, incredible beauty that waits for us. We need to remember that uh, God is with us even in the dark valley. You're not alone. I think it just seems that way. Y you know, I think because we really don't expect or think bad things should happen to us. So when the phone call does come or, you know, or, or we get that letter or that note or whatever it is that just puts us into the dark place, for some reason we we just don't ever expect it to happen. And that's why we should realign our grids and say, no, they're inevitable. They're, they're going to happen. And, and they come at the wrong times and uh, they happen to all of us. But uh, we need to begin to understand we have an opportunity in the midst of the darkness to choose our response. If we, if we respond the right way and we allow God to infuse our thoughts it benefits us in the midst of the valley. And I think that actually helps us get out of the valley because those valleys are, I, you know, they're very purposeful. Uh, for some reason, God has allowed you to enter into that valley. Could be his forging. It could be he's building character. Could be he's trying to get you to lean into him. I do think something in, that's very important to talk through, though, is not every valley that you encounter was created by God or ordained by God in that way. Some of the darkness that we walk into is, is allowed. And there's a big difference between decreed and allowed. And, and sometimes we get hung up there. You know, did God cause this? Did God do this to me? And if we have that kind of a thought, that's why we so quickly go to what did I do wrong? And we think God is just watching us. He's disappointed with us because we blew it in some way. And, and we really miss 
looking at what else might be going on. Uh, if it's allowed, that's very different. Sometimes God allows us to walk into things in life, but that doesn't mean that he created that pain for us. But what he promises, and this is so important, he promises that if for some reason he's allowed us to walk into some pain, if we will tether our, our hearts to him, he will utilize that pain, that dark place, that valley, to transform us, to change us, to morph us more into his image, to be men and women who respond in grace. And therefore, that makes valley so purposeful. In other words, he'll utilize it so that you become a better you. He also utilizes, I believe, so that you can take what you've experienced and walk through and help someone else. First Peter 1, 6 and 7, Peter says, at the present, you may be temporarily harassed by all kinds of trials. You know, he says temporary. You know, they're not going to last forever. And there are all kinds of trials and all kinds of dark places, aren't there? We've got, we've got relational valleys. We've got emotional valleys, financial valleys, career valleys, political valleys, economic valleys. You, you name it, there are all different kinds of valleys that we have. But if God has allowed you to walk into one, he's utilizing that to build your faith, not just to freak you out or use it as some type of divine punishment. No, he really truly wants to, to build your, your faith. And, and let's be honest, that is really where faith is built is in the hard places because you have to lean into God. We are such a confident, self-sufficient nation. I think God really has to shake us up sometimes and he allows that so that our anchor goes into him and not into ourselves. Because the bottom line is God is more concerned about your holiness than your happiness. He's more concerned about the quality of your character than the comfort and convenience of your life. His goal is to build you and so that you reflect his nature in you because that makes a difference in the world. He wants to make us ultimately like Jesus. That means our character has to be developed. And if we're going to become like Christ and we have to walk through some pretty dark times, even as Jesus did. You notice he wasn't exempt from suffering. And so to think that we will be misses the point if we have decided to follow the rabbi. I mean, look at his life, you know, <laughs> was he criticized? Did people slander him? Did people put him down? You know, was he hurt physically, emotionally, spiritually? I mean, think of him standing before Pilate. I think of him hanging on the cross. I think of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I think of all of the anguish he went through, the betrayal of Judas, the, man, am I ever going to get through these knucklehead followers of mine? Or will they ever get it? So it's coming for us, even as it came for Jesus. And God will use your valley, though, so that you become a man or a woman, a forged character. He's going to turn it around. You're going to hit that point in the tunnel. All of a sudden, you're going to see light. And what God has allowed you to walk into will be used in such a way that it affects others positively. You know, so when you're there, I like what, I like what David said. He said, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. That's definitive, don't you think? And I think that's a great attitude that we should have. The dark valley comes and we go, okay. 
here it is. Uh, for some reason, whatever reason, I, here I am. I'm in the dark valley. God, I'm going to make a statement today. I'm going to start by saying, I will fear no evil. Even though he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he will fear no evil. You know, as he didn't say, even though I am sprinting through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He says, no, I'm walking in it. I'm walking into it. I'm walking through it. And I'm not going to be afraid. In other words, he was refusing. He was refusing to allow fear to wrap him up around the axle of life. He was refusing to be depressed, refusing to be discouraged. He says, no, I'm not going to go there. You know, if you're really struggling with that today, if you're discouraged, you're depressed, you know, there's a choice that you're making to allow fear to rule you. David said, I choose not to fear. We so often choose to look at all the negatives. Have you ever been around somebody who is like, you know, two people told them something and they come to you and say, hey, everybody is blah, 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 blah. It's like when you focus on the negatives, you stay stuck in the valley of the shadow of death. You stay stuck in the darkness. You stay stuck in the fear, paralyzed, unable to move. But David knew he had a choice. You know, the way you, you choose to step out of the fear and the discouragement or the depression is by focusing on God's power rather than your problem. Truly, that's how you do it. You know, I, I can take two people, any two people, put them in an identical situation, and the two people will strong so differently. You, you know, no matter what the situation is, one of them will be strengthened by it and one of them will fall apart because of it. The difference is what you are focusing on. You need to focus not on the circumstances or, or the darkness, but you focus on Christ because he's the one who said, you know, in this world you will have trouble. Fear not, I have overcome the world. Put your sights on him. Tether your soul and your heart to him. Focus on him because he can move you beyond the valley of the shadow of death. So don't focus on the walls that have you trapped. Focused on the God who is above the walls. So don't focus on the situation. You focus on the Savior. Not on the problem, but on God's power. Colossians 1.1 says, God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up when troubles come, but you will be patient. Boy, if you're trying to do this on your own, you're trying to do this on your own energy, you might be able to keep walking for a while, but you know, our batteries run out. We need a divine power source to really truly help us get through the hard times and the dark times. We don't know how long that valley is going to be. We know it's going to end, but we don't know how long it's going to be. And we don't have enough human energy or stamina to get through it. So we tap into God's power. That's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's there for you today. And that's the power source that God wants to give you. So first, I, I make a choice then. I make a choice to refuse to allow fear to overpower me. The other thing that David said in there, you know, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You know, God comforts him. God guides him. God directs him. God is with you. He's with you in the dark places. 
He not only promises to start bringing you to the light, but he promises to walk through that tunnel with you. And so often when we hit the dark places, the first thing we think is God has left. And the reality is he's, he's closer probably than he ever has. But because our focus is on the fear or the darkness, we miss the presence of God with us. Because he says, I will be with you. You know, there's a uh, really cool verse in Isaiah 42. He's talking to the nation of Israel. And he says, when you go through deep waters in great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you won't drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. He says, you know, you're, you're not going to drown. You're not going to burn up. You're not going to die. I'm, I'm with you. I will be with you every step of the way. And of course, you think about the imagery and the children of Israel having to cross through the Red Sea that God parted. There was probably a lot of them that were really afraid the waters would come back down. And even Moses with the burning bush, it burned, but it was not consumed. You know, God is saying that when you hit these calamities, I am with you and I've got you. I want you to know that so if you are there right now and you're in that dark place, I hope you can sense that God is with you. And he says, I'm going to lead you through this place. And, you know, at uh, the fourth verse of the 23rd Psalm, there is this shift in, in, in the language. You know, it's in the first part of that Psalm, all the pronouns are in the third person. He talks about God. He leads me beside still waters. He guides me into green pastures. He restores my soul. Here David is talking about God. Uh, you know, but when he gets in the valley, it, it changes into second person pronouns. He starts talking about God, not to God. He's, oh, you are with me. It's your rod and your staff. They comfort me. It's the valleys of life that bring us face to face with God. All of a sudden, the God that created the universe becomes as intimately close as the breath that's coming out of your heart. This is when you, you start leaving religion and you start entering into a relationship with God. You talk to most people who have had these dark valleys and they will tell you, even though they would never want that valley again, they never felt closer to God very often there. God becomes real. We get God hungry when we're in the valley. You know, we're wiped out. We're worn out. You know, our energy is gone. We're in chaos. We're confused. Or we're not sure what to think. And we just start talking to God. And finally, I think the reality of God's voice becomes so much more real. And he says, hey, hey. I'm with you. I know it's dark, but I'm with you here. We like those mountaintop experiences with God, but I think it's really in the valleys when we meet him most, most intimately, more than at any other time in our life. And you know, um, this past week, you know, when I got the news about the shooting at SPU, and I was so many, you know, thousand plus 2,000 miles away, felt helpless. Um, I couldn't control it. I couldn't fix it. I began to try to call, you know, my kids and I couldn't get through to them. And all of a sudden, 
I, I started to get some texts, but all in that place, there's there's nothing I can do. It's Dark Valley. And uh, this last week, in my heart, what I began to sing was, I, I don't know if you remember that old hymn, it is, it is uh, not It Is a Wealth of My Soul, but on Christ a solid rock I stand. You know, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus, Jesus' blood and righteousness. And uh, he, the hymn writer says, you know, when darkness veils or hides his face, Boy, that's when I lean on your unchanging grace. Darkness seems to hide or veil the face of God. And in that hymn, he says, and that's when I lean into your unchanging grace. It's real all the time. Well, I also like with David, he says, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you. You are with me. And then he says, and I also know that you've come to my defense, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. They protect me. Not only is God with you, but God is watching over you. That rod that the shepherds use, that David would have used. I mean, probably had one in his hand when he wrote this. They're, they're short. They're kind of a boomerang fashion with a knob at the end because you can fling them. You can, you know, fling them and throw them at a, you know, a bear, a wolf, anything that's coming in to, to capture the sheep and the staff is longer and it's got that crook you know at the end the staff was used to pull the sheep the sheep back from a cliff to to protect them from danger so you got one that's offense and one that's defense and what david is saying is you know god is my offense and god is my defense your your rod and your staff they they comfort me and they protect me so when you go through the valley, and if you're there today, remember, you're not going through it alone. Not only that, God is there with you to protect you because he loves you so much. All right, just a couple last thoughts on, on this for today, and that's talking about darkness and shadows. You know, shadows can be scary, huh? I remember when I was a kid, you know, when you're little and there's that shadow on the wall that kind of freaks you out. One of the things that... I've learned about shadows is that shadows always project an image that is way larger than what has actually causing the shadow. So they seem bigger than they really are. Your problem that you think is enormous and that you just can't deal with and it's so huge, you got to remember to God it's nothing. You're looking at this massive shadow that's being projected and you see no way in it out of it, through it, around it, over it, but God does. And he says, I want to be with you in that shadow. I remember a shadow is a shadow. They can't hurt you. I don't think you've ever been hurt by a shadow. And I think uh, maybe the last thought I'd leave with you is when there's a shadow, there has to be light. You'll never have a shadow unless there's light. So if you're going through a dark valley and you think that the sun has stopped shining and that you're all alone and God has abandoned you and you can't see at all and that you're in total darkness. But uh, remember, anytime that there is a shadow, it means somewhere there is light and it begins to reflect. So when you start to get afraid of the shadow that's in the dark valleys of life, that's the time to turn your back on the shadow and you say, I will fear no evil. I choose to turn my thoughts to God to trust in his goodness, to trust in his presence. 
and to know that soon I will be walking in the light of his love and of his grace. So for all of you who are walking through a valley of the shadow of death, for those of you who are dealing with some of the dark places and the dark spaces of life, I'm praying for you. And this week, may you know that God has you, that he is in it with you, and he is walking you through it. And in the process, you are going to become a far deeper, richer, wiser person than you were before you entered that valley. Have an incredible week. Team.